Okay, what are we talking about today? Cleanliness. 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 everybody and welcome back to another episode of unpacking i'm sarah and i'm lauren thanks for coming back (laughs) thanks we appreciate you we appreciate you loyal (laughs) you smart you important but are you clean Ooh, ooh, are Are you you clean that is our topic of this episode we're talking about cleanliness it's a really weird mashup, and this is, like, a really different topic from what we've been talking about this previous season. Yeah. But let's just start off with a small anecdote. Me and Lauren have been trying to clean the hell out of our apartments. And so this is where our story is at right now. Right. It's, um... Let's just start here for a second. Let me just set, let me paint the picture, people. Please do. Okay, so cleanliness. That could be a lot of things. And the first thing originally when we discussed this topic that we wanted to hit on was cleaning and organizing because that's something that, like Sarah just said, we both do. We've been out here doing. We feel like we always do it. (laughs) And it's like there's no end in sight. So we're going to talk about that side of things And then we're going to also talk about cleanliness as far as ourselves, our grooming, and that upkeep as well, because, uh, you know, we can... It's a lifestyle. It it really is a lifestyle. (laughs) Like, just to begin, question. When it comes to cleaning and organizing, where did you learn how to do the things that you know how to do now when it comes to cleaning and organizing? Okay, so I have a host of different sources. Uh, A lot of it comes from... My mom, she taught me a lot about cleaning, organizing, keeping things in their right place. But then when I would go to my dad's house, uh, we had a lady that would come to our house and clean. Um, She taught me a lot. And when I was little, I always wanted to be helping. Oh, same. I was like, can you let me clean the windows? Me, I'll clean the toilet. (laughs) Gladly. And she was like, sure, here you go. Here's a rag and some glass cleaner. And of course, this was all in Spanish. And then I would just like clean the windows. But like literally every because we the way our doors were was kind of like a grid of little like glass pieces. So every little glass piece would get a full spray. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What about you? I'd say the same thing. I my mom really is. I learned really how to organize from her more than anything. Um, and, you know, she likes her house very clean. So there comes in the lady that would come and clean our house. What's her name? Her, her name is Barbara. I'm done. Every time that I say her name, there was one time, one time that I said her name super fast and it sounded really aggressive and it was like, Barbara. And literally Sarah and our friend Isa were like, oh, What? And ever since then, it's just been Barbara. And, you know, instead of Barbara, I would help her mop. I would help her clean the bathroom. I learned how to iron. I really learned a lot from her. A lot of those things are are instilled in me. But the funny thing is, is that even in growing up that way and having those things, like, written into my DNA code, <laughs> you leave home. And I don't know if you experienced this, but I have left home and 
sometimes I just feel like the state of my apartment or space or whatever I'm living in is in literal disarray, which brings us to the point where we're at now where we just constantly feel like we are doing dishes or vacuuming or changing sheets. I mean, it is, it's the list never ends. So, you know, I have a question that I have an answer to, and I'm curious what your thoughts are, but- You're every, a one-stop shop. I'm a one-stop shop, babe. So and answers. literally, I think, why? Why am I going to do all this work? You know, like, why do I care? Because we could just, whatever, I could live in my filth. It's fine. But then <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't. And my friends that know me well, um, I have this theory. And I wonder if you have this, the same thought. That the state of your space is the state of your mind. Yep. And let me just say, not only your space, but if you, like me, transport yourself via car, your car is also a reflection of where you're at. Listen. And if you're anything like me, where you're at is a dump truck. Because <laughs> my car is really bad. It's really bad. I believe it. When I had my car, it was the same thing. I mean, I should patch in Evan. In fact, I will ask Evan to record himself to describe my, the state of my car when I had one. This is one of Lauren Magarino's best friends, Evan Lochnett, here to tell you just what a mess Lauren Magarino's car was when she had one. Let's just say she had a microwave in the back of the car for over a year. And every time you'd make a turn, you could hear it rattle in the back. So that was always kind of like, LOL, there's a microwave back there. Not to mention, the back seats, they were uh, unorganized, but they'd have stuff in it. The front seat, though, wrappers, half of the contents of her purse, she thinks she had been missing for weeks. Hey, is this paperwork important? I mean, it was a mess. It was, it was quite the affair anytime you got into her car. So I don't have a car anymore, that's not a thing for me, but as far as my space is concerned, you know, I try to, that my ideal situation is cleaning once a week. I think that that would be like cleaning, cleaning once a week. Um, because I don't like dust, I don't, I don't like if my feet are on the floor and I feel <laughs> debris, no. or like you've described how you really dislike feeling wet floors near in the kitchen. The worst. The worst. What I tend to do now, and this is something that I'd say has I've tried to put it in practice over the last couple of years. This is so it's relatively new for me. Growing up, my mother and I had a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff. And it's cute, the decor's cute, the little items are cute, whatever, until you have to pack it up and go, which we moved a lot. And so that gets old of having to carry and lug around all this stuff that really and truly you don't even use on the daily, right? You're like, why do I even have this? And honestly, my mother had gone through this shift where she was like, you know what? I'm tired of feeling like I have all this baggage, basically, literal baggage. And I would like to lighten the load and get rid of this stuff and just declutter, which is the first step. Like you can't clean properly until you get every single object thing, whatever that's on the floor, that's on your surfaces, like off. Like it needs to be away and put in a place. So here's where you throw in the concept of minimalism. That's the first thing that really I felt like helped the process of maintaining some order and cleanliness in this space was just trying to have a minimalist approach to the things in your space. The whole thing is basically that everything you own has purpose and that it's 
functional, you're using it, or if you're not using it, that it is something that brings you joy. Like people really like books sometimes or records, but if it looking at it and having it there makes you feel fulfilled, you, you have a sense of fulfillment, then that's a great thing to have in your space. Everything else is not necessary. And we, my mom had watched, I think, a documentary on this and then I watched this on Netflix. I honestly don't know what it's called, but it's two men. They probably- Oh, it's called Minimalist, I think. The Minimalist oh, oh, There we go. Yeah, the Minimalist documentary. Really interesting. Um, some people take it to one extreme where they do the like, what is it, 100 item challenge or something that literally- They do the, it's like the 30 day challenge where it's like one day you do like one thing and then the next day you do two things and the next thing, like you don't, it, it like uh, squares itself, like exponentially grows. I was thinking of the concept of only wearing, no, like you only are allowed to have a hundred items in your possession or on you at that point. But anyway, the point is, is that this is what I do agree with when it comes to minimalism and I'm, I want to hear your thoughts. I do feel like we live in a consumerist country. Everything is based on consuming whatever product, the new gadgets. I mean, there's always something new and there's this pressure to buy that stuff, have it, and then throw it out. We're a very wasteful society. There, there's a whole thing behind that. But the point is, is that you accumulate all this stuff and for what? For, for just feeling like there's shit everywhere. So my mom had basically gone through that shift in her life where she was like, I have 10 wicker baskets. I have 11 Easter bunnies for, dec for decor for one month of, you know, Easter decor. Not even. Yeah, not even. It was, it was crazy. So getting rid of that stuff, if you have 10 black t-shirts, do you really need 10 black t-shirts? Like maybe you just need two. I removed that and I've been in the process of really narrowing it down. And right now I live in a studio apartment. So, I mean, I guess I could really hoard it up and like pack all this stuff into the space, but ideally, you know, you're not going to do that. I was looking forward to moving into a smaller space because I wanted to get rid of things and that gives you a little bit more drive to do it. But yeah, as soon as I started lifting things out, like I don't need all these journals. Let me just keep one and put it on my bookshelf. Now my desk is cleared and it looks freer. It does. And that visual clutter is the second thing that my mom had taught me. Visual clutter kills you. What you wake up to and see, what you see before you go to bed, when you're sitting and working, if you have a million things around you. I mean, there's just, it's so distracting. Thoughts on all of that? I have so many. So it's interesting that we are talking about this today because yesterday uh, I went out for a birthday dinner for a friend of mine and then, and something that, me and my partner do on our birthdays is we pick a word or an idea for what we want our like following year of life to look like on our birthday and so my partner chose the word uh disciplined mm, that's i love that then my my friend whose uh birthday we were celebrating they chose the word minimalism i think i have this habit of i purge Okay. And then I acquire. And I think one thing that really changed the way that I looked at getting rid of things was at first I would not want to get rid of things because, oh, I spent this money and, you know, this shirt was expensive or this person gave me these shoes. First, I had to get over the fact that, like, I already spent that money. Right. That money is a sunk cost. But now it is paying rent in my apartment. Right. And then another thing is if somebody gave me something, gave me a gift, and then I feel bad for, you know, donating it or giving it to somebody else, I just think they gave it to me because they wanted it to make me happy. And if it's no longer making me happy, 
then the best thing to do would be to get rid of it. And that in itself has been a gift. Right. Oh, that's very, that's good. Let's talk about cleanliness for ourselves, like self-care grooming, because I think that this is a very interesting, I've talked to many people, or I shouldn't say many people, but like a handful of people about this and everybody kind of has a different take. I think I'm a little extreme when it comes to my grooming, but I don't know. I learned that people have different ideas of personal hygiene Yeah. when I started meeting people that didn't like shower every day. I didn't think that was yes. a thing because it was so ingrained in my head because of how I was brought up that like yes. you could not shower every day without some impending doom or something. So when I would meet people in college, that would be like, oh, you know, I'll just shower tomorrow and like not choose to shower today I would be like I'm sorry 404 <laughs> error page not found like, I, yeah I don't understand the choice I'm not gonna shower today is not in the drop down menu <laughs> for today like that is right. not an option you know what though apparently because here's the thing I'm on the extreme where if I could shower three times a day I would but I don't want my skin falling off so but I'm pretty I don't know but I did not research this so this could be totally false but the whole concept of not showering every day is if you're talking about like hygiene I think that's still considered hygienic like you not showering might actually be better for your skin and for your flora or whatever like whatever you want to call it I have to shower before I go to bed because it just same relaxes me yeah of my day but I will not crawl into my bed not having showered. So this is this is where I'm triggered. Because I would get into arguments <laughs> with a person <laughs> who, if you're listening, like, you already know, you know. That concept of getting into the bed after a full day of walking, talking, sweating between your freaking ass crack and your armpits and, like on your face and your hair, you have product. I mean, we all have, I have like hairspray and stuff in my hair or whatever, like just things like that. Your socks are gross, the feet, and, <laughs> and then you're gonna tell me that you're gonna get into the bed like that? Your safe space, your safe haven that you rest for at least ideally eight hours in, and then not change your sheets. You're hurting me. A heart attack, right? So here's my question that I'm going to toss out to the internet. If you're one of these people that, that you just, you're like, whatever, I'm just going to go in my bed, not not showered. Um, like, I'm honestly trying to understand the logic. I really am. If you got an answer, let a girl know. Basically, if you're out there not showering every day, we're not like, oh my God, you're going to die. Obviously, we're not hating on you. We're not hating on you. We were just genuinely confused because maybe you you think of it in some way that we don't think of it and I could stand to benefit. Yeah, it's a very shocking thing. That's interesting that that was the thing for you when you went to college because for me, it was being around women who, and this is so specific to how we grew up, who never had gotten a manicure or a pedicure, never had gotten like hair removed whether it was waxed off or threaded um literally had never gotten their hair blow dry like blown out like just that type of maintenance 
That Miami lifestyle. That Miami lifestyle. And I just, I'm going to insert the sound of Cardi B sitting in a car. She posted this on Instagram talking about the cost of upkeeping the hair, the nails, the brows, the this and that. I'm going to insert that right here. Let me tell you motherfucker something. Educate me. It's getting more and more expensive. Well, not for real. It's getting more expensive to maintain us women. You know, this is not the early 2000s and shit where you give a bitch $100 to get her motherfucking hair done, nails done, her eyebrows and whatever. Nah. Like, bitches is not getting the $17 full set with three free nail design, motherfucker. Bitches want the gel set and some hoes like me, you know what I'm saying, want Swarovski crystals. So that about there is like about $200 feet and nails. You know what I'm saying? And so just on that is a thousand dollars. It had me weak. I'm not here wanting Swarovski crystals on my nails, but she has a point. It's expensive. Part of hygiene and self-care for me has been getting the hair done, the nails done, everything did. How do you feel about that sort of side of things when it comes to the self-care and hygiene and the cost of it? It's such a complicated issue for me. I'm just going to give you, I have a lot of cognitive dissonance about this, so I'm just going to give you both perspectives. On one hand, Sarah loves getting my nails done, getting my hair cut, but then there's this little voice in my head that it's like, are you doing this because you like to do it? Or are you doing this because these are things that you think you like to do because of the different societal influences that you grew up with? That's in my brain, however current Sarah continues to do this because I like feeling fresh like that's just it it is what it is and I'm not gonna make myself feel bad about it <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna make myself feel bad about liking it or feel bad about not subverting societal expectations I'm weak yes Amato no I agree I think that it was nice once I moved to be in a space in a setting where it didn't matter as much and I think that that was the test because I realized even though people don't really care whether or not this is done or not, I still feel like I would like this done. It makes me happy. I feel more put together. I feel like I can tackle everything that is thrown at me in the day because God knows there are 500 million trillion things that are thrown at me in a given day. So we're going to play a little game. It's going to be a this or that type thing. Do you prefer vacuuming or mopping? Vacuuming. Ugh. This would be a rapid fire answer because I have to be truthful. I know. I just, I hate vacuuming. Okay. Um, I'm a good vacuumer. So that's why you like it? Because you're good at it? <laughs> First of all, stop making me sound superficial. Second of all, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm weak. Okay. Is um, it a crime to like things that I'm good I'm at? I'm so weak. No, no, no. Live your life. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, okay. We're cleaning the floor. Are we using pine sole or fabuloso? Fabuloso. What flavor? Like what type of? <laughs> what? <laughs> Red. No. <laughs> Scent. Whatever you call it. Okay, but first of all, let me let me say, I'm a hypocrite because I prefer Fabuloso, but in my closet right now I have Pine Soul, but I have Fabuloso lavender scent every time. Don't give me the lemon. The lemon is not the one I want. No. Only lavender. No, lavender is good. <laughs> I think I have lavender That's in my That's the good, closet. good. And you have to dilute it with water. It is concentrate. I just learned this. All of these things have to be diluted. Sarah's like, did you know that you have to dilute pine sole and <laughs> fabuloso? And I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm so weak. Oh my gosh. How do you feel about 
oil diffusers and room sprays? Uh, my life. And I think it's a really nice way to like freshen up a room without being too overbearing. Right. Because that's the thing I don't like about, I don't love about candles, I should say, is that the scent is, is so strong for me as a person that has allergies that I start to sneeze. What about you? I like all of it. I think, I mean, I have my oil diffuser. I really love candles because I just like the ambiance that it gives us off as well. And I also like incense. I think that when I'm in a certain mood, I burn an incense stick. But um, as far as room sprays, it's always something that I would like to buy and I never do. And I'm not out here making them like you do. So that's my thing. Every time you go to buy a room spray, I feel like I'm in your ear telling you not to buy it because I can You definitely it. are. That's literally what happens. You are in my ear because I have my headphones in and you're on the phone and I'm talking about it and you're like, you could just make that. And I'm like, I know I can just make that, but I'm not you. So, <laughs> um, but what I actually would prefer to bu start buying is, um, not just room spray, but like fabric spray and not Febreze. You know what I mean? Like, like linen spray, like a linen spray, because mm -hmm. I love, you can make that. Oh my God. You know what, Sarah, <laughs> I'm expecting a shipment. Go ahead and make some for me so that I don't have to hear that in my ear. Listen, I'm, I'm going to give everybody a quick, like, five-second recipe for a room spray or linen spray or whatever. You have one part's water or witch hazel and then one part's vodka. Use the vodka that you drink, I, I suggest. Not a vodka that's, like, cheap. Don't use the cheap shit. Get a nice vodka. You might already have some in your home, like me. And then... Whatever essential oil that you like or gravitate towards, put five to ten drops, tops, in it, shake it up, spray it around. That's it. Why the vodka? Because the vodka is going to assimilate with the oils very well, whereas the water won't so much. The alcohol with the oil, because they're a similar like consistency and density, those will blend together. Uh, which is why I personally, instead of using water, I use witch hazel. But if you don't have witch hazel available or accessible to you, water will work. It's it's just a personal preference. I like witch hazel, vodka, and then essential oils. And uh, the smell won't linger. Right. It, it You might smell a little bit of vodka when you spray it out, but barely any. And it usually like goes away. Like uh, in my sprays, I, I don't smell any vodka. Okay. Um, do we want to wrap this up? Because this is like way longer than it needs to be, but. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unpacking. And we hope that this conversation inspires your conversations about cleaning, expectations of cleanliness, hygiene, and minimalism, and what that looks like to you. And if you have any suggestions about anything that we've mentioned in this episode, please feel free to get with us about that and give us your feedback. Thanks. Yay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.